You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, November 3rd, as always, and forever. Not really, <laughs> not necessarily forever. I am your host uh, of this podcast, uh, this Lockdown Padres Podcast, Javier Reyes. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with some of your thoughts and maybe some of your questions. Might be doing a mailbag this week. I think I'm actually going to save that for Friday, guys. So uh, feel free to uh, check in on that. I'm going to put out a tweet soon, actually, at the time of this recording. I might have the tweet up. Might not. I don't know. It it depends, because I might want to have a guest on for that. I'm still seeing if I'm going to have a guest for the mailbag. But anyway... Um, today's episode is a really fun one, guys. I chatted with someone you guys probably wouldn't expect, and that's Herb Lawrence of Locked On White Sox. That's right. I'm having a White Sox guy on now. Now, why am I doing that? Well, because one of the biggest stories of baseball last week uh, was Tony Larusa, and we kind of, I just decided because the White Sox are a super fun team, and I thought it'd be fun in, in my quest to find a way to get every host of the Locked On Network on here and find an excuse to do so, I thought it'd be really fun to talk to Herb about baseball culture and Tony Larusa's hiring kind of the, the reaction, the very negative reaction I think a lot of people people had and we get into that and why we hate it so much it's an interesting podcast especially on this election day i think it's somewhat relevant when it comes to culture and stuff like that and speaking of election day guys i want to encourage everybody here to go vote and be safe and you know wear your mask and stuff at your voting location uh but i encourage it you know fill out your civic duty and make your voice heard it is super important with that all out of the way guys let's get right on to it all right everybody Another day, another special guest on the podcast. He's part of 670 The Score. He's executive producer on The Lawrence Holmes Show. He, he does a lot of things, but most importantly, in this case, he's the co-host of Locked On White Sox. He is a White Sox fan. It is Mr. Herb Lawrence. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Thank you for having me. So everybody must be wondering, oh, why, why am I having Herb on the show? Well, because despite this past week having the Dodgers with the World Series and Justin Turner probably being an idiot and controversies over Blake Snell, whether analytics are reading baseball, all that stuff, there's still more stories in baseball this week. And one of the biggest ones was the White Sox hiring Tony La Russa, which is a decision that I think most of the baseball community has seen as not the best one and herb i feel like can attest to this a lot and i feel like it'd be fun to have him on to talk about just kind of this the issue with tony larusa because i forgot some of the issues with tony larusa what was your first kind of reaction when you heard the news well i was like this is the opposite of what gm rick Hahn was promising or was asking for in his presser the day after he fired, or the day he fired Rick Renteria, or they mutually decided not to have him back, as they put it, he was looking for and describing A.J. Hinch, like Mm -hmm. to a T. And everybody on the White Sox, on the White Sox uh, staff and fans were like, okay, myself included, like, you know, A.J.'s not the perfect person, but he does have a track record. Yeah, he cheated, but... He falls in line with the analytics, uh, and he's a smart guy, understands how to get along with the players with the degree I think he has from Stanford. So I was shocked because we knew that hiring Tony La Russa meant that 
Jerry Reinsdorf took that job of Rick Hahn and shoved him to the side and said, no, you're not hiring this manager. I am. I'm the owner. I will hire the manager. And that sticks in my craw because you hire mm-hmm. baseball people like Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn to do baseball things. Yes, you're mm-hmm. the owner, and so final say should be you because you're signing checks. But if you don't let your baseball people do their jobs, how are they supposed to feel the rest of the time, especially Rick Hahn, who is widely known as the architect of this rebuild? It would be like if Seidler or Fowler would come into A.J. Preller and say, you know what, A.J., I don't want you to hire the next right. guy if Jace Tingler didn't make make it. So, yeah, I didn't like it for mostly for that reason. And then other reasons because Tony Rulusa, I think, is not a great guy. And this is a multicultural roster with brown and black and white people here mm-hmm. who get along and have a fun, good time. And the last thing I remember about Tony as a manager is baseball police down there in the Cardinals and playing mm-hmm. the game the right way. And this year, after Fernando Tatis hits the 3-0 Grand Slam, yes, him panning that. And, like, and, and yeah. you know, White Sox and Padres, while, you know, the the Fernando Tatis thing might separate us a little bit, but the one thing that puts us together is fun, a great mm-hmm. team, enjoyable times, and that's what I want the White Sox to be. That's what they were this year, fun, enjoyable, and having a good time, being loose. And I, Tim Anderson, right after that, he said, the only thing that Fernando Tatis did wrong there is was apologize after the game. Everything else is right. And I just see that Tony the Roos is going to clash with many of these guys who want to have a good time, enjoy baseball, because it's a hard sport. And when you do well, you should enjoy it. Absolutely. And you bring up the thing, like the whole, you know, play the the game the right way in quotes. And here's the, the funny thing about La Russa is I like didn't even know until recently that he made that comment about Tatis. And the reason is because I, I tend to take this approach in life, uh, Herb. I don't know. It's just when it comes to old, tired arguments, <laughs> I just kind of tune that out. You know, to me, this whole rules thing is not really i mean don't get me wrong i maybe i'm hypocritical because i did do a whole podcast on it but it was very like all right like you're very stuck in the past and this move i think is very emblematic of where baseball as a whole kind of is because like you said multicultural team in the white Sox. i love tim anderson i mean i don't think that it's i remember talking to my dad like years ago and talking about like hey who do you remember more jose bautista for his bat flip and that one incredible raise uh, not Rays, uh, Rangers, I mean, Rangers-Blue Jays game, or do you remember who won the World Series that year? And he's like, I think I remember the Batista bat flip. It shows you that I think there's a lot of people that are just waiting for this sport to throw this, in my opinion, this really coded, discriminatory kind of approach to things where it's like, no, you got to be humble and you got to do this and that, right? And I don't want to get too down into uh, the details of it, but Tim Anderson famously big-time bat flipper, which, by the way, is hilarious that that's like a, a characteristic and attribute of players that ooh, they're bat flippers right that's like crazy you know what i mean and tim <laughs> anderson is just like a really great player and then you've got other guys like grandal and you've got uh luis robert and you've got eloy jimenez and then you have lucas Giletto, who is one of those guys that took a while to kind of um break out and be like that top prospect that i think a lot of people originally protected him to be and now he's on the white Sox. he's doing just that he throws the hitter this year and even who knows if carlos rodad could live up to his thing it's an up-and-coming team and that's what's so interesting why i want to talk to you because it's very similar to the padres and you're right it's like i don't understand why baseball continually wants to get in its own way and they're almost like they want to seize 
that 75 year old like white dude market, which is not really a, a strategy that I think makes sense for the future. And part of me, when they hire LaRusso, all I see is once again, baseball is just trying its best to not evolve and become better. And these are the two teams in baseball. I think that everyone who's like really involved in the baseball community, like you and I understand that they're kind of like the type of baseball. We want more teams to be like fun, multicultural, um, good at the same time too. Of course I gotta be good. Um, mm-hmm. and I just feel like this LaRusa hiring, if it feels so to that mid two thousands and like late nineties to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you were to, to your point, the older guy that is already watching baseball, yeah, they'll gripe and talk about the old days and how guys used to put their heads down after they hit a home run and run around the field yeah. and act like they've been there before type of garbage. Those guys are not going anywhere. We're, just stop, stop advertising mm-hmm. to the people who are in the congregation and the choir. Go outside the church and find some new people. And you know what? The Padres and the White Sox found new people, new blood. People, uh, the ratings for the White Sox were way up this year because excitement, good baseball. I'm sure in San Diego, the the Padres and, and, and White Sox and Padres, if you look at anybody in the national media, like who are the funnest teams in baseball? Everybody would say White Sox, Padres. They exactly. enjoy baseball. We want to watch those games because I enjoy seeing that team on the field because they look like they're enjoying what they're doing, not – just out there doing a job. It's a kid's game. It's a game. And I think baseball and managers and owners and everybody should do what Trevor Bauer's trying to do and other players players are trying to do. Have yourself market the game. Market how yeah. good the game is, how fun it is, how you can bring other people in who are watching basketball more than baseball and might basketball might be taking over for baseball in the as number two sport in America. That's because they enjoy it. NBA fans enjoy their time. They enjoy time on Twitter to watch the game with each other. And I think this why the Tony La Russa hiring hit a nerve with national people, why I'm on this podcast right now, why a lot of people around the nation are like, that doesn't make sense. It's because Tony represents something old, something that is back, conservative, little c, conservative, back in the past, and the White Sox are forward-thinking, progressive, moving into a, uh, a realm of enjoying the game. The whole slogan last year for the White Sox was Tim Anderson's change the game because the game he believed was so boring that he needs to change what you know things are uh, done in baseball. That's after the bat flip. He came out and said, man, we need to change this game. I mean, mm-hmm. you're throwing at me because I threw a bat? after I hit a home run and I was talking to my teammates, you're throwing the ball at me and hitting me. It's like, that's old school baseball. New school baseball is, yeah, good job hitting that baseball, hitting that baseball hard. Next time I'm going to strike you out type of thing. And, you know, you can celebrate if you want to. That's what I think everybody wants. I don't mind when a pitcher pumps the fist, enjoys a, mm-hmm. a nice strikeout at the end. I don't mind when an opposing team like Wilson Contreras hit that home run off of the White Sox and flip the bat 40 feet in the air. I was all good for it. I was hyped, even though I'm a White Sox fan. And some White Sox fans took exception. A mm-hmm. uh, pitcher on that team took exception. Uh, Jimmy Cordero and hit a guy. I was pissed at Jimmy Cordero for doing that old-school baseball stuff. And I think that's what Tony La Russa represents. He even said in his pressers, I, I want to have sportsmanship brought back. 
and all that yeah. garbage sportsmanship. Yeah. That's dumb. And I don't yeah. want to run up the score. Run up the score every time you get a chance. There's no clock. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. And it's it's funny because, you know, what do you what do you look at all these guys and kind of where they're where they're at, it's just uh, it's it's funny because it also goes both ways, like you were saying. With the pitchers too, like I was a little, you know, when the the great Cody Bellinger catch that everybody saw happen, you know, and Bruce Artegrall was losing his mind on the mound. I was like, that's fine, I get it. Now, is it also true that I maybe take a little not a shot at him, but I thought it was funny because it's like the guys acting like they won the World Series and it was a center field that made the play. Sure, but that's all semantics to me. Bottom line is you're excited. You just don't even know what to do with your body at that point. And that's okay. And I think that it's not a bad thing when you have the Mike Trout of the world, right? You have guys who are just happy to be there and they kind of, you know, maybe they keep their head down a little bit and they're just, they're happy where they are. They're, they're in quotes, humble, right? There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is that there's no other type of personality that's expected and, and uh, accepted, I should say. Um, that's really the issue. It's more fun when you, yeah, I don't buy it having a, an Eric Hosmer on the team, but then having a Tatis and a Machado makes it infinitely more fun and just enjoyable to watch. And I think that, uh, like you've really just said before, I really nail it down. I don't know what's going to happen with this kind of White Sox team. He's coming in immediately and just saying everything that he wants. And it's not like this is some honorable guy. I mean, with all the the steroid team um, kind of claims that he had on his teams and, mm-hmm. you know, some personal life type of things that happened with him. If people don't know, um, uh, he was arrested for DUI, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot when that was. And you just look at some of this stuff and you're like, this is where baseball is. It wants to head for some reason. I don't understand it. Do you think that Tim Anderson is at all going to stop um, being who he is because of Tony Lewis? Do you think there's going to be any type of clubhouse clashes that you'll be looking at for heading into next season? Not to make oh, it sound yeah. dramatic or anything, Tim, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think Tim Anderson is going to be himself. And if Tony has a problem with it, Tim's going to say, I don't care. You're coming into our clubhouse. This isn't your clubhouse. Maybe in, back in your day in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, you can command a clubhouse and say, hey, this is my clubhouse. No, no. Baseball's turning into more of a player's league, and especially the White Sox. And Tim Anderson, as the leader of that team, he'll say, Oh, you can come in and t- tell me about what you did back in the day. You can tell me about your championships. But when it comes to how I do me, how I celebrate, how I get ready for a game, no, I'm a professional. I'm a grown man. You're here to set the lineups up, take the pitches out, and maybe set the tone for what the team is about. But culture and all that stuff that we've already established here in this locker room, you're not changing. You're not changing that. And so, yes, I think there will be a clash because Tony La Russa is a, from that school where he wants control. He wants to be the boss. And I don't think people realize later, like, managers are important, but they're not the end-all, be-all. The players are the ones who win games and lose games for the most part. So, yeah, there's going to be some talking to. And I think if we're going to be real about it, Tim Anderson is going to win that one. He's 100% going to win that one with him and uh, Tony Russa if he's going to carry. Maybe Jerry will side with his guy, Tony Russa, but Tim signed for a long time, and he's a star right now. Tony Russa's the past. You could tell that they're not getting rid of Tony. They're not getting rid of Tim Anderson, and Tony Russa's on a multi-year contract. It might be two or three years, but he ain't here for five or six. So, if it's going to be a, a clash of egos, Tony Roos is going to go in that regard. So he better ship up and shape up really quickly. Understand that that White Sox clubhouse is run by those players. 
not by him. Absolutely. You just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, Before I kind of let you go, though, I kind of want to just like talk really quickly about uh, some fun stuff and just let you gush about your White Sox for a little bit, which was Mm -hmm. I really think that if I I had to compare the two teams, very similar, like we talked about with the personalities, I think the Padres had more like the if there was like a list of like top 10 hype moments of the year, I think the Padres have like the top like one, two or three. But then everything else, it's like split. I think that, you know, the Tatis 3-0 thing was kind of the big moment. And then you have the the grand slam streak that happens. Right. But people, you know, all by Padres listeners, watch out for the White Sox. What do you think is the current aside from this unfortunate uh, signing of Tony Larusa? What do you think is some things to keep an eye out for for just next season? You got any breakout picks and more importantly, just for what's more prescient. What do you think the White Sox are kind of planning to do for free agency this offseason? Well, that's the most important thing for the White Sox. The players mm-hmm. coming back are going to be still young and progressing. Tim Anderson, Lucas Giolito, Jose Abreu is up there in age, but he might win the MVP this year. Yoan Mankata, yeah, Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez, all young, all about to blossom into their primes. So what the White Sox are missing are what they've been missing for multiple years, a right fielder because the Nomar Mazzara thing did not work out as Rick Hahn wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to need a designated hitter because Edwin Encarnacion in the 60 games this year did not do what Edwin Encarnacion usually does on ball teams, which is just hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only hit like 10 this year. So it was a very disappointing year, and he only hit – below 200, so it wasn't good. So they declined his contract yesterday. I think what the White Sox need to do is go out for a big-time free agent pitcher because we saw in the A series that they only have two, and that's Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keiko. When they had to go for the third guy, Bill and Cease wasn't ready for it. Neither was Dane Dunning, and Carlos Rodon is always hurt. So they need a third guy at the top of the rotation. So out there are the top ones. Trevor Bauer is the number one guy. He'll make the most money. I don't know if the White Sox are in that conversation. The second guy I see is Marcus Stroman, a guy that would be perfect for the White Sox. You know, he liked a couple of tweets that were anti-Tony Russo, but then later on <laughs> came out and said that, you know, hey, you know what, I'll sign with anybody type of thing. He, he wanted <laughs> to keep his market open. Yeah, yeah, he knew yeah. that, you know, liking tweets would be a bad look. Keep his market <laughs> open so just in case the White Sox there, they could drive with the price to another team or just go to the White Sox, one of those. But they need a starting pitcher. I say a right fielder, not big, you know, they don't have to go for George Springer necessarily, but if they get George Springer's teammate, um, I'm blanking on his Michael name Brantley. right now. Uh, Michael Brantley. Yeah, Michael Brantley. I was going to say mm-hmm. Mickey Brantley, who's bad, but Michael Brantley, <laughs> perfect. I would love Michael Brantley. All Michael Brantley does is hit doubles into the gap, left center field gap, all day long. He's just mm-hmm. a hitting machine. Perfect. We don't need him to hit a lot of home runs. We just need him to get on base every once in a while and do the job in right field. For designated hitter, they have candidates on their team. Eloy's a little young to be a designated hitter, but he's a designated hitter. If you've seen the highlights this year of his defensive exploits where he's falling into the net, giving up a, a, a inside the park home run and <laughs> running into the wall and getting himself hurt, <laughs> Eloy's a DH. He's not getting better at, the, at defense. It's, it's sad, but it's true. He got hurt again this year running the bases, uh, and that's why he only played one game in the playoffs. So if we can move him to DH, that would be my perfect solution because that's where he's going to be eventually in his career. But if they need to go out and get a guy, I think, you know, uh, I think J.D. Martinez I may, might have a option out of his contract. 
Mm. Uh, other guys that are out there, they have a young player named Andrew Vaughn who is a, let's see, he got drafted last year. He spent most of this year in Schaumburg in our alternate site. So he's a guy that just hits. He's an undersized first baseman. Since Jose Abreu's there, he won't be playing first base this year. He might fit into that DH role if they really wanted him because he's going to be in the majors next year. His bat plays 100%. But I think the White Sox, if they commit to themselves, we need to get these three spots fixed up, not with superstars, just guys who play above average, mm-hmm. above replacement level. The White Sox are the team to beat in the AL Central. Now, are they as good as the Rays? Depends on how far they go with that starting pitching. Offensively, yeah, they're just as good as any team in the American League. Sands maybe the Yankees. Mm-hmm. They can beat the Twins. They can beat the Indians and the rest of the AL Central if they just get little improvements. I and my managers don't matter that much in wins and losses thing. So I'm more mad at the Tony Larusa thing because of culture clash and right. maybe not getting free, free agents that you use you usually yeah, like get the message, and people would the message like of it, yeah. yeah. And then, but as far as games go, I don't think he's going to lose or win um, any more games than Ricky Renteria would have uh, during a regular 162. So I think the White Sox are very exciting. I'm very hyped to see the next phase of what White Sox are going to do. If Rick Hahn's not too disillusioned, because if you watch the press conference or listen to it, he was pissed. There was no hiding his, his disappointment <laughs> in what happened during that press conference. So mm-hmm. let him shake it off for a weekend, do whatever he needs to do to get better, either resign or get 100% behind this thing because we need him to be 100% focused. This right now, this offseason, is the most important offseason in White Sox history because it is setting them up for five to six years of greatness yeah. or just mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, it's a team that's like on that moment where it's like we're buyers. It's clear that we have a young core. Now, how do we, you know, build upon that to make we, uh potentially compete for a championship? And and also, yeah, definitely. I mean, anybody could beat the Twins. You know, <laughs> apparently anybody could beat the Twins. So definitely that will be something to watch. Just get into but, the playoffs. Uh, it's all yeah, good. Just get into the playoffs. It's all good <laughs> if you make it to the playoffs. I, for one. It's aside from the Padres, I do think the White Sox, just as a baseball fan, one of the top teams that I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do in free agency. Um, and I have to admit, Trevor Bauer, that club hat, that would just, I don't even know what the heck that would look like. I just, the, just the, the, the amount of personalities, if you add him to the team, would just be uh, truly delightful to watch. Well, it depends how it turns out, of course, but it would be truly delightful to watch. But uh, on that note, uh, Herb, it's been a blast having you on the show and hearing kind of your perspective. I love having, you know, American League hosts on the show, whatever I could find an excuse to. Uh, and this is definitely one of my, my favorite teams in the AL. So I hope you had a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on, Javier. It's excellent to be on, and I'm a big-time fan of the Padres, as people who follow me know. I at least lived there for a year, and I'm following them just as much as I follow the White Sox. I mean, is there anybody better in the league than Tatis and what Manny Machado (laughs) did this year? Mercy. Manny's back after a disappointing first year. Manny showed up big time, and that, that I think what sparked that Manny coming back with that Grand Slam walk-off home run. I was like, mercy. Yes, sir. He knew he had every piece. That was a great at-bat, too.
Yeah, it was a great. Yeah, that's a, a lost part about it. It was a great at bat, a long at bat. It was my heart was mm-hmm. pounding. But uh, we got the endorsement, Friar Faithful from Herb Lawrence. Uh, once again, thanks for being on the show. And I hope you have a good next uh, few days. It's Halloween when we're recording this. Happy Halloween to you. And, uh, you know, hopefully the world doesn't end or anything like that. So uh, take care, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Javier. And Kablusum Bluey, everybody. That about does it for my chat with Mr. Herb Lawrence of Lockdown White Sox. Thanks again to him for coming on the show. It was a really fun conversation. I think a really important conversation. Something that's somewhat, you know, I felt like it was somewhat election day appropriate, you know, culture and stuff like that. And talking about uh, just our thoughts on the hiring and really why baseball is heading in the wrong direction with kind of stuff like this. And that's just how I feel about it. And Herb and I think uh, agreed 100%. And definitely rooting for those White Sox, man. Such a fun team. I encourage everybody, all the Friar Faithful homies out there, definitely check out the White Sox next year. And if I had to campaign for a team in the AL to be your AL team, which I think is fair, I mean, honestly, I think when it comes to fandom and sports that there's all kind of weird reasons that we decide to be fans of different teams. So I'm not one to judge, especially, you know, what everybody knows about me, which is my kind of relatively newness to the the Padres. But I really think if you want to have an AL team that you root for, go ahead. Why not? Root for the Chicago White Sox. That's who I recommend rooting for. Such a fun team. Luis Robert. I mean, come on. On, I mean, that guy was a stud already this year. Not not a full-blown stud, but he was really good this year. And then you've got guys like Tim Anderson. You've got guys like Yoan Mankata. Come on. Such a fun team. Get on that bandwagon as well, guys. But, of course, most importantly is the Padres bandwagon. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, what? Ever it is, just type it all in in the search bar, and I bet you it's going to come up. Remember to follow my show uh, account on Twitter, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, where a bunch of crazy, silly stuff is on there, but all the reviews are in my account. is awesome. Same thing with the Lockdown Padres account. Really good stuff there, too. I'm going to try and get back to tweeting on there. Um... You know, if you'd like, go go uh, send some five-star reviews of the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. But until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.